This is the Hockey News Podcast. Hello, everybody. It's Matt Larkin here. It's Ryan Kennedy here. We are previewing the Central Division matchup between the number one seed Carolina Hurricanes and the plucky Nashville Predators who got hot late in the season, rode UC Saros and got into the playoffs. So, Ryan, let's break down the series. We're going to start with offense. Which team do you think has the edge in the offensive department? I'm going to go with the Carolina Hurricanes here. They were 11th overall in the NHL. Their power play was second overall. And I I just think they have more high-end weapons on Carolina. When you look at Ajo, when you look at Svechnikov, you know, they get offense from the back end. Uh, I, I just think that Nashville has been a team where, the high end hasn't been high enough, even though they have Philip Forsberg and, you know, Ailey Tolvanen has been a lot better this year. It just feels like Carolina has the, uh, a pretty distinct advantage. Uh, Nashville is 21st overall in offense this year, and their power player is 24th. So there's a pretty big disparity between the two teams. Yeah, I'm with you. And especially because the Hurricanes, they really changed their identity this season. You know, last year, they were arguably one of those one-line teams with Teravainen and Sebastian Ajo, Andre Fetchikov. They were really good in that play-in series against the Rangers. But this year, that second line has really taken off. Vincent Trocek, I remember speaking to him earlier this season, and he said that, you know, his leg was not really fully healthy. He was playing on a not fully healed leg before this season. And he really found his game, that second line with Nino Niederreiter and the breakout player, Martin Netschisch, I think has really changed the identity of this team. So Carolina is quite dangerous now offensively. And I agree with you with the Preds. You know, they they have their leading goal scorer has 13 goals this season. So they are sort of an offense by committee. And even the committee, it's not producing a lot of offense. Their best offensive players are on defense. It's Rome Yossi and Ryan Ellis, but the power play cannot get much going this season. You have seen some young guys in Nashville step up. I think Luke Cunning really showed a lot late in the season. Ily Tolvanen, I wouldn't say he was consistent, but he finally showed he belongs in the NHL. And we know he's a dangerous natural goal scorer, so we still have to watch out for him. But overall, I agree with you 100%. The Canes are significantly better offensively. Uh, what do you think about the defensive setup in this series? Well, this might be a, a bit surprising to people, but I'm still going with Carolina. Um, with all due respect to, to Roman Yossi and, you know, Ryan Ellis and Matias Echo, we know they have the big names on Nashville, but they haven't gotten the same results. Carolina is fourth overall in the NHL in defense and, and third on the penalty kill, whereas the Preds were 13th and the penalty kill was a woeful 29. So that's something that could be a, a pretty big drag on the series. And, you know, when I think about defense, I'm thinking the whole team, you know, not just the actual blue liners. And, you know, having said that, both teams have some pretty exciting blue liners. I mentioned the Nashville crew. And then, of course, you got Dougie Hamilton and Jacob Slavin and a really good cast of characters on the Hurricanes back end. So even though it, we've always thought of Nashville as this team that wins by defense, it, it hasn't been, you know, something that's put them over the top this year. They They've actually been kind of middle of the pack. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I agree. They haven't been great. And it's pretty concerning that penalty kill is atrocious and the Carolina Hurricanes have an excellent power play. So Nashville really is under pressure to stay out of the box in this series. I agree. You know, they do have that great top four with Ryan Ellison and Roman Yossi and Matias Akholm and Dante Fabro. But of course, the Hurricanes can counter that as well, because you've got, like you said, Slavin, assuming he's healthy, Dougie Hamilton, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci. 
And I think if you look at the Hurricanes, what they can do defensively as well, they have Jordan Stahl, who's capable of driving his own line as third line center, and he can handle your shutdown matchups. If there even is anyone he needs to shut down, like there's no one you really have to fear in Nashville and the level of a lot of other teams that have a true superstar. So I don't think it's even going to be a particularly tough assignment for Jordan Stahl, with all due respect to the likes of Philip Forsberg. It's not like he's going out there having to stop, you know, Austin Matthews or or Connor McDavid. And we know the Canes, you know, under Rod Brindamore, they've been consistently really good defensively. You look at all the different metrics, like the advanced metrics, the, the, you know, shot attempts allowed and high danger, all that kind of stuff. They're pretty much top 10 in almost every category. They're just, just through and through a very good defensive club. So again, I see a significant advantage. I think you can tell where we're going with this series prediction, but Carolina much better. Uh, what about the goaltending, Mr. Kennedy? I'm going to call this one a tie. Uh, you, I guess you could also call it an X factor because I'm very intrigued by how the goaltending goes. Uh, you know, Carolina has gotten some great performances throughout the season from a couple of different guys. You know, the rookie Alex Nedeljkovic has obviously been hot when they really needed him. And then Peter Morazic is kind of the guy when he's healthy. Um, but Peter Morazic also has this kind of Jekyll and Hyde history in the well, overall, but also in the playoffs where he can get really hot uh, or he can cool down significantly. So, I, you know, I think for Carolina, they've got some good options, but, you know, we've never seen Nedeljkovic in an NHL playoff series, even though you know, he's a pretty distinguished junior player in the OHL. And then obviously, you know, in, in the pro ranks as well, he's worked his way up. In Nashville, I don't think there's really any question. Uh, you know, UC Saros has been really, you know, carrying the mail for them all season long. My concern is that UC Saros is one of the smallest goaltenders in the NHL. And my rule of thumb, and this tends to go for prospects, um, but I think it certainly applies to the NHL playoffs as well, is at a certain point, small goaltenders tend to be a, a disadvantage. Um, and Stephen and I, joke each other and we, we tease each other about this all the time because Steven likes small goaltenders. Um, I, I just find in, in pressure filled situations when the competition gets more elite and when you're facing Carolina, you got some pretty good shooters there. It's a disadvantage to have a smaller goaltender. Now, ironically, Nedeljkovic is a smaller goaltender as well. Um, but if Mrazek's in the crease, he's got a little more size. Um, so I'm going to call this one a tie because I, I think it's going to be a really fascinating uh, combination of, of talent at both ends. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you about the small goaltender thing, especially if things go wrong. If you're a small goalie and you slump, there are just so many more holes in the net. If you're a big goalie and you slump, you can at least sort of get lucky and still block the puck. So you have to hope that Saros is hot. Thing is, Saros has been obviously very hot all year. If you look at the sort of per 60 stats, the two best goalies in the league were UC Saros and Alex Nelkovic in terms of just their goals saved above average per 60 minutes. Saros has been tremendous. I do think he deserves to be a Vezina Trophy finalist. He is the reason the Predators got to the playoffs. You could even make a case he deserves Hart Trophy votes for that reason because there's no way they make the playoffs without him. And I think that this is an even situation for goaltending as well. Um, but I'm a little concerned with Carolina because you have the dreaded platoon and we don't know who's going to start. There's talk of both guys, Peter Mrazek, Alex and Elkovic, both getting time. And I've been railing against this for years. If you look at the correlational stats, teams that have one goalie that they stick with throughout the playoffs, those are the teams that win the Stanley Cup. Almost every goalie who's won the Stanley Cup in the past 25 years has won all 16 of the games. And if you have the platoon, and I was actually working on a story recently talking to Marty Berdur about this, because Berdur, of course, is Mr. Iron Man, and he put it in a really understandable way. He said, if you're, if you're alternating goaltenders, 
each goalie plays the puck differently, handles the puck differently, handles, works with the defense differently. So it throws off the team's rhythm. If you're always alternating, it actually changes your scheme and it can, it, I think it can be dangerous. So if there's one advantage that Nashville could have in the series, maybe it's goaltending by a hair, other than the fact that, you know, Mrazic and Nadelkovic, you still have two good options there. So I guess I'll call it even, but I'm, I'm, I don't know. You know what? I'm not going to call it even. I'm going to say advantage Nashville for that reason, because of the, the uh, looking over your shoulder effect of having the two goaltenders. What about the intangible category? I'm going to go with Carolina here because I feel like for the Hurricanes, they believe this is their time. This is a team that has steadily improved over the years. You know, they've really kind of come together as a core unit. And I mean, they had a shot at the President's Trophy this year. They have been very, very good in a division with some other very good teams. You know, Florida Panthers, Tampa Bay Lightning, those were other, you know, two other squads that have been really high in the standings at times. Um, so I, I feel like Carolina has really earned this seeding. And to them, I, I think they see themselves as a team that has a long run in them. And with Rod Brindamore behind the bench, you definitely have a motivator. You have a guy that has captained a Carolina team to the Stanley cup in the past. So it, it just feels like the, at least in their room, the stars are aligning for them. And I, I think that's going to be a, a huge motivator. Whereas I feel with Nashville, you know, obviously they want to win, but I mean, this is a, a group that I think is going through some change, you know, the end of the Pecorine era, and it, it just doesn't feel like it's time just yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't see a really strong and tangible uh, storyline hanging over this series, but if I, if I were to pick one, I actually think it favors Nashville, sort of for the same reason you're explaining, but I, I sort of interpret them the opposite way. Carolina has a lot to lose. Carolina has the pressure. Carolina won the division. Carolina knows it has a real chance to go far this year. Whereas Nashville, this team was supposed to be a seller, like at the trade deadline, and they go on this surprise run, and they didn't even expect to be here. So I really feel like the Predators have absolutely nothing to lose because of that. So I think that gives them maybe a little intangible edge. But I, I don't see it being significant in this series. So let's wrap it up, Ryan. Give me your series pick. I'm going Carolina in five games. I, too, will go Carolina in five games. UC Saros steals one game, but I think this is a pretty big mismatch regardless of what people think of how the season ended with that game doesn't matter carolina in five thank you for listening to the hockey news podcast make sure to check out thn.com slash subscribe to get issues of the hockey news magazine delivered right to your mailbox